0: Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about how to deal with candy cravings, right? We got Halloween, Halloween seasons here and so there's candy everywhere. How do you deal with it? Uh, I'll give you a couple strategies and hopefully they'll help you. Uh, so the first thing I like to do is I like to look past the marketing. Right, a lot of candy uh, cravings are because we're thinking about candy almost like children and we're thinking about them as the advertising the experiences we've had uh, through our lives with them. You might remember back to when you were a kid, trick or treating and it was how fun it was to come back and all that. So what ends up happening is we think of the candy primarily through these subconscious associations of fun, excitement, enjoyment, being youthful, you know, being a kid, um, our kids, you know, our grandkids, all this stuff here. And so we get caught up in the emotions and we primarily think about the candy through terms of our subconscious emotional attachments to them. And so we want to get past that, right? Because, yeah, all those things are true or true, um, but they're also have a ton of sugar in them, a bunch of other stuff in them that's not really good for us. And if you're looking to lose weight, it can totally throw you off because once you start eating a lot of sugar, it throws everything off, right? You're getting that, that spike crash cycle um, where it's very difficult to stay in control your eating. So how do you get through that? How do you actually break that trance, if you will, I think one of the best ways I've seen to do this is to start looking at the ingredients that are in the candy. So don't just get caught up on the packaging. Um, I, I don't think I should say that when I like that I don't get in trouble legally. You know, you can't say bad things about food. Um, but let's just say I have to look through the orange packaging uh, to find the ingredients. And what a awakening that is. Because when you start reading the ingredients, it kind of snaps you out of that trance and you start seeing lots of words you don't know how to pronounce, um, lots of different things that are in it and you start seeing it for what it is. Again, it breaks that trance and all of a sudden you can see what's actually in these candies, that it's not about childhood, it's not about kids, it's not about fun, enjoyment, and all the rest of it, it's about you know putting very unhelpful things into our bodies. And so if you wanna take that a step further, you can even start to research what some of those ingredients are, and that can be very profound. Uh, you know, Even sugar, when you see sugar, again, we see sugar sometimes, um, and understand there's 61 different names they use for sugar, okay? Because again, legally you have to put the, the ingredient that has the qu- highest quantity, you have to put first. And so what they'll do is they'll use five or six different types of sugars so that they can put sugar, it doesn't have to be first. All right, so just that's a little tri- tip for you. But even sugar, if you go watch a documentary, a 10-minute documentary on YouTube about what sugar does to your body, even that is going to help break you out of that trance a little bit. But you can look at some of these crazy words uh, that are the ingredients in these candy bars, research them a little bit, see what they do, see what different dyes do to your body, Um, see what some of these different emulsifiers and different um, processed food ingredients do to you. And again, this breaks that trance and it clarifies what you're doing, what you're putting into your body. And I think it makes it easier uh, to say no to them. Okay, so that's one of my, my favorite techniques. Other strategies other than that, it's really kind of more holistic ones where when all of a sudden we're gonna be tempted more, you can assume there's gonna be just more candy in the environment. And so what you wanna do is you wanna kind of prevent the problem before it even happens. And one of the best ways to do this is really focus on the lifestyle habits of getting make, getting the sleep you need, um, hydrating yourself so that you're fully, perfectly hydrated, relaxing more, Breathing more, so you're more calm and centered and able to make better choices. Nourishing your body, regardless of how much candy you eat, you still nourish your body. Uh, move more, right? Get outside and go for a walk. Get into nature. Get that fresh air in your body. Connect with outside. Uh, meditation, ideally, quieting your mind down so that, again, you can stay connected to the ingredients as opposed to the marketing. And then finally, gratitude is always a nice one to kind of practice um, being grateful that you know and again different situations are different but if you have kids you can enjoy halloween without having to eat a lot of candy you can you know enjoy a lot of things without having to eat the candy um and of course i'm not saying you have to completely not eat the candy but understand that if you do start eating candy it's meant to be addictive and so many a times i don't really eat much candy but i allow myself to do it for a week um during halloween and very regularly i'll, I'll take the first bite of it and i'll say this isn't even that good 15 minutes later, I'm like, is there any more of that? <laughs> you know, and it's like that for the rest of the week. So, again, even if you eat candy, um, pay attention to how it impacts you. Notice how it impacts your energy levels, um, your moods, your hunger, uh, all of these things. Okay. So, again, even if you do eat a lot of candy, utilize it and understand what effect it has on you um, because even that's a benefit. All right. So, I hope all this stuff helps you out and you have a, a fun, enjoyable Halloween. Um, but again, keep the candy under control. All right. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will uh, give him my best best swing at it. <laughs> Here we are on a Friday. Hope everyone's having a nice Friday. I love Fridays, right? Who doesn't love Fridays, right? Is it like that? Oh, look at that. Everyone loves a Friday. Me included. Oops. Getting some videos ready. I just made a bunch of videos for you all. Yeah. Who? Oops. I'm trying to download some videos. Sorry, I'm a little distracted here. There it is. All right. Let's get these imported. There we go. All right. Now I'm focused. You helped me a lot get a better mindset related to food. Thank you. You're welcome. Donna? Donna? You're, you're welcome. That's why I do this. Yeah, the mindset thing, right? It's all about mindset. It's the way we're thinking about it, right? Of course, there's tactics and strategies, but it's kind of like mindset, strategies, tactics, and what all diets are is just the tactic, right? And actually, that's a good... We're kind of put it that way. I'm always thinking about... Speaking of mindset, right? Like, I am constantly working on... Life's hard for me. I'll tell you my my challenge in work and life is that... Well, in work, this is a work one. But uh, I... I've been coaching people and working with people for 20 years. And so it's like, it's easy for me to work with anyone. Like I could just get on the phone, Zoom call. I, I just, I could talk to someone and help them right away. I, I find out what their specifics are, move it through. The challenge is finding ways to kind of commute, com- take all that knowledge and put it into a usable usable form. So I think a lot about mindset because I think the concepts we have of things have a huge impact on how we approach them, Right. And so again, if we do keep this idea, like, like there's kind of a mindset, strategies, and then tactics, the diets are just tactics, right? Every every diet is one tactic, right? Again, count your points. Don't eat for 16 hours, don't eat carbs, don't eat meat, don't eat vegetables. Don't, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's always one thing, pretty much. Just eat Mediterranean food. Um, it's literally always one thing. And again, that's because conceptually, a tactic is the easiest thing to understand out of those, right, out of, out of mindset, strategy, tactic, Tactics the easiest thing to sell because your, your brain can say, oh, d- no carbs? I can do that. Right? The flip side of no carbs is I have to completely change how I eat, but <laughs> you know, no carbs sounds easy enough to understand, right? And so um, it's never enough, though, right? This is why 95% of dieters never lose the weight long term, right? They put the weight back on, even if they lose it, you know? And so a lot of people walking around wanting to lose weight, unable to do it, and they think it's because there's something wrong with them. And I guess maybe technically there's something wrong, but the the thing that's wrong is not you have no willpower or that there's something physically wrong with you that you can't change. It's usually a mindset piece. It's the way you're conceptualizing weight loss. And the big mindset of a dieter is that it's built around short term, right? Because you think of dieting and weight loss as a temporary thing. I'm going to eat this way. I'm going to follow this diet until I lose the weight. And so as soon as you start thinking about something temporarily as a short-term thing, uh, that's not a good mindset because as soon as you think of it as a short-term temporary thing, well then it's easy to be like, well, I don't give a shit what I gotta do. I just want to lose the weight. So fine, I'll uh, do twelve hundred calories, fine. No carbs, fine, you know. And we can do extreme things because in our mind we say, Oh, it's just for a little while. I can do this for a couple months, you know, just to lose the weight. But what you have to understand is your goal is not to lose the weight right? That's not the main goal here is not to lose the weight. The main goal is to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the real goal. And they're not the same. Please understand that. Okay. Um, because ultimately here, you know, most people are walking around with, you got two mindsets in your head, most likely you've got an overweight mindset, right? So if you're not paying attention, you're not just kind of going about your life, the way you naturally eat and live your weights high. It's not where you want it to be. Okay, but you don't need to do anything. You just kind of live in life doing what you do and your weight stays high. Right. And that's your overweight mindset. And then you got your diet mindset and your diet mindset is when you, you know, you go all in, right? And you're strict, strict with calories, eating, whatever. And so you got these two mindsets, overweight, diet, overweight, diet, overweight, diet, and let's just say you diet all the way down to your goal weight. Well, the problem still remains. You still got two mindsets, overweight and diet. So what do you do? You can't keep dieting. You can't keep just cutting, 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 watching the scale go down because the scale stops. So what do you do here? And what most people do is they, they go back to their overweight mindset. And I think the big problem is you never learn how to create a thin and healthy mindset in that process. Some I mean, people go through you can go through your whole life without learning how to create a thin and healthy mindset. So I think that's the name of the game, and I think that that'll start to get you the results you're looking for, you know. And it's inspiring because uh, it's a, just a different approach, you know. You, you keep doing the same approach, we don't realize it. Talk more about consumption versus consequence. Can't hear it enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's like that, that's the big thing. Like I, I, in terms, of, like what I'm always looking at you know, like I'm a hypnotist, but I don't just rely on hypnosis. You know, I, I want to make that clear. Hypnosis is a, is <clears throat> it's a tool and it's definitely got its place. You know, Program Yourself Then's really got three more core, core components. There's hypnosis, there's self-hypnosis, and there's your weight mastery blueprints that you create and follow and optimize. Um, so I think hypnosis is really good in understanding how your mind works. And, and again, it has a place to, to kind of impact you. Anyways, the reason I said that is because subconsciously what happens is we live in an environment and specifically you've seen millions and millions and millions of food ads in your life. Every single food ad is, there's three phases of eating, anticipation, consumption, consequence. And so every single food ad you see and have seen in your life is always fixated and focusing you on the anticipation and the consumption of the food. Right. Watch every food ad. Every food ad is the food coming towards you, the person getting ready to eat it, and then eating it. That's it, right? They never show the consequence of like the empty wrapper, the person sitting on the sofa. Blah. They, they never show the consequence. And so you have been conditioned to think about food, anticipation and consumption. That's it. And so let's just say there's a food you're kind of struggling with. Let's just say cookies. So you're struggling with cookies and it's eight o'clock. and you say, I'm on a diet. I, I don't want to eat well today. Eight o'clock comes and you're like, I want some cookies. Well, the way you're subconsciously thinking about those cookies is you're thinking about getting them and eating them. That's it. And when you think about the anticipation and consumption of something, because here's something interesting about your brain. You actually have more wiring in your brain for the anticipation of pleasure than the actual experience, the wiring for the experience of pleasure, right? Because think about this. You evolved in a food-scarce environment where it was more important to have motivation to get the food, right? Once you got the food, it's easy to eat it. The motivation is to go get it. So anyways, so... um when you think about whatever food you're struggling with, you're thinking about the anticipation and the consumption of it. And that's driving the, the desire for it up. That's increasing the craving for it. But what you're never trained to do is to think about what's the consequence. Now the consequence you do think about is, well, I don't want to eat the cookies because I don't want to put weight on. But that consequence is very ineffective because that consequence is out in the future somewhere. And so your brain says, nah, um, you know what? I'll just start my plan tomorrow and then w- that won't matter. Okay, so that consequence doesn't work because it's too far in the future. You need to focus on the consequence five minutes after I finish eating, how am I going to feel? Physically, mentally, and emotionally. This is the secret. As you start to train yourself, as you start to program your subconscious mind to start focusing on the consequence when you're gonna make a food decision, something magical happens. Because let's go back to those cookies. And so you look at the cookies and instead of just saying, and we acknowledge it too, that's the interesting part. We're not trying to hide from the cravings. We we say, oh, cookies, that's exciting that i might eat them and they'll taste good definitely no doubt however how will i feel five minutes after i finish them ah that's interesting because we're not using willpower here we may be using willpower to remind ourselves to think about the consequence but but that's it because usually what you're doing is you're thinking about anticipation and consumption you're cranking up the desire and then you're expecting yourself to use your willpower to fight against that increased desire how's that working for you all right. So what I'm saying here is a strategic approach to dealing with this, where you think how, how am I going to feel five, 10 minutes after I finish mentally, emotionally, physically? Now we can start with physicals. That's what usually what you focus on. And so maybe you'll feel full. Maybe you'll feel kind of lethargic. Maybe you'll feel, you know, roller coaster, you know, spike crash, maybe. Okay. Whatever, whatever you're going to feel physically, that's good to start with but the real focus is on the mental and emotional piece. That's really where things get interesting. And what I mean by mentally, is I'm talking about what you're thinking about, right? You've got this internal dialogue in your head, right? You're always talking to yourself. What are you saying to yourself? What are you thinking about yourself after you've eaten the cookies, after you've eaten the ice cream, the chips, the pizza, whatever. When you wanna lose weight and you go and eat the thing that you know is gonna prevent you from losing weight, five minutes after you finish, what are you saying to yourself? Is it positive? Is it encouraging? Is it saying, oh, that's all right, or is it really mean? Do you think of yourself as being overweight? Do you think you're never going to do this? Do you say mean stuff to yourself? Okay, and then there's the emotional piece. How do you feel emotionally after you've eaten the cookies, the ice cream, the pizza, all that stuff? Do you feel discouraged, frustrated, guilty, ashamed, sad, pissed at yourself, mad? You see? So we're not bullshitting ourselves anymore. you got to stop the bullshit. <laughs> you got to stop bullshitting yourself. And you need to get really understand how your brain works. This is how you really change your weight. You need to be able to change your behaviors. And willpower is not good for changing behaviors long term. Changing how you naturally and automatically think about things is. Okay? And so as you start to focus on the consequence, what ends up happening typically is the craving starts to go down. So yeah, it tastes good, but... I don't like feeling like shit. I don't want to feel like shit when I go to bed tonight. I don't want to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I ate the cookies again. Oh, another day, you know, that I'm not moving the direction I want to go in. I'm tired of feeling sad and frustrated with myself. I'm tired of beating myself up in my head. I don't want it anymore. You know? To put it metaphorically, right, again, it's like if every time you ate cookies or ate the, the, the wrong food that makes you keep the weight on and prevent you from losing weight, if I showed up and whack your thumb with a hammer... How many times would that happen before you say, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm going to skip the cookies, right? So that's just a metaphor. That's obviously not going to happen, but it's it's virtually the same level of pain if you really connect into it. Thanks, Don. Yeah, TGIF, right? Um, so, you know, so, so that, that becomes a core process that I help my clients really install is to start focusing on the consequence of what they're going to do the short term, five minutes after I finish eating. And that's a very, very effective strategy, okay? So if you have not tried that, Um, You should give it a shot because you're not relying on willpower anymore. Do you see the game you're in and why you've been losing? You know, you're subconsciously creating cravings and then you're trying to fight them um, consciously with your willpower, you know, and that's not a good, not a good strategy at all. Um, Kimmy says, I've trained myself too well. Food repulses me now. Eat very little enough to function. Yeah, I've trained myself too well. Food repulses me now. eat very little enough to function. Yeah, you got. I guess you got to be careful, you know? M- most people don't have that, that far of a problem, but um, yeah, but I mean, you can train yourself all sorts of things, you know? That's the beauty of understanding your mind works. And it can make it a lot easier. It takes about two weeks to train, then you don't want it. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a little more, you know? It's different for each person. I think that's important to remember, you know? I think with weight loss, that's the most important thing to remember is, uh, I don't know, it's like... People always think there's one solution to things, you know? And it's like, that drives me crazy because it's clearly not one solution to things. There's 7 billion people on the planet, you know? There's multiple solutions and responses to things, you know? And I like that idea because it's going to be curative for you because you keep going into these diets as if it's a, oh, I'm going to do keto. That's going to fix everything. Uh, Spoiler alert, no, it's not, you know? You got to stop measuring the the weight loss effectiveness by how fast it makes you lose weight and start looking at measuring your weight loss plan effectiveness by how long you're able to keep the weight off for. Right? You've got to reorient yourself. That's the biggest shift you need to make in your thinking out of anything mindset-wise. You've got to stop with the fucking I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. That you should banish that thought. It's bullshit and it's keeping you it's keeping you stuck in this hamster wheel you know your obsession with fast weight loss how much weight you lost this last six months last year last five years i bet i mean if you did great obviously right but if you haven't i'm telling you that's a core reason why you're not you know and so instead you know make this part this process easier approach it like you're going to practice and get better at it that's that's the secret keto is bad for your kidneys i mean keto is bad for all sorts of things it, it's a I get people are desperate. Like, I understand that. But you've got to stop the desperation. That's the first thing you got to change is relax. You, you don't make good decisions when you're desperate, when you're in a, a stressed-out state. The first thing you got to do is calm down and relax so you can think more clearly, you know? Um, and then you can make this whole process easier. Make small, strategic, systematic changes to what you're doing that last and they get good at, you know? Yes, the faster you lose it, the faster you put it back on, and then some. Yeah, I know, right? So it's like, everyone knows that, and they keep doing it. I know I know why, though. I think it's because people literally, there's a vacuum of, well, what else do I do? What do I do? If I don't diet, what do I do? The diet's been so effective in marketing that it's like people can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point, you know? Pam says, it all starts in your head, mental attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all in your head. I mean, it's all in your head, and no one's ever teaching you how to deal with your head, though, right? (laughs) Kimmy says, 700 calories and walk two miles a day, lost 40 pounds in three months, drink lots of water. Dang. Well, that's pretty intense. So I hope, I hope you keep that up, Kimmy. That's that's a challenge, right? Because, again, we can do extreme things to lose the weight because we trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. But at some point, the scale stops going down and that pleasure fades away. And you say, okay, what am I, what am I hanging my pleasure on now? We all need to have pleasure, our brain is a pleasure-seeking mechanism. So you're going to need to give it some some form of pleasure and progress and growth and things to look forward to. And for a lot of people, the weight, once the weight stops going down, that's why they put the weight back on. This is like, all well, now. Now I don't have the weight loss going down. Now I don't have the food. I don't know. You know. So people can do crazy things in service of that scale going down. You get really addicted to that. But at some point, the scale stops going down. You say, well, what's going to motivate me now? what i always suggest that's why i always suggest take your weight loss wrap it in personal development so the real goal isn't weight loss that's not the main goal the main goal is being the best version of yourself possible and one aspect of that is you being at your weight but when you make it about personal development it never ends i sit in front of you I, i've been the same way for 30 years um but i look forward to like like each and every day i get better at my eating my lifestyle my health my mindset uh, and in service of better relationships with my kids, you know, do more fun things, my business, running that, relationship with my wife. So, so the important stuff in my life is always getting better because of my health, my how I'm eating, how I'm living. And so I'm always looking forward to it because I say, wow, where am I going to be next year at this time? Five years from now, where am I going to be? It's exciting for me. So my pleasure is connected to my personal development, my growth, my evolution as a human, not to the weight loss, you see. Because at some point, the weight loss stops. So it's just something to think about, right? I used to suppress all my emotions, which led to emotional eating. Yeah, I, don't, I I get that. That's that's a huge thing. That's why I always say to people like, don't stop, don't stop your emotional eating. Understand it. Seek to understand your emotional eating. What are you What are you eating for? We're emotional eating. We're eating to feel an emotion or to not feel an emotion. And we want to get specific because there's different. You have different emotional eatings. We can't lump it into one category. Sometimes you're emotional eating because you're stressed and you need to relax for a minute. Sometimes you're emotional eating because you're feeling lonely and the food makes you feel a sense of comfort and connectedness, you know? So we want to understand the specifics of why we're emotional eating. What emotions are we looking to feel? What emotions are we looking to not feel? And then we've been asked the questions, how can I genuinely deal with this emotional level? And, um, and once we figure that out, the eating piece is much easier to, to tackle, you know? Kimmy says, 10 more pounds to go, nice job. Esther says, after eight weeks, PYT training, are you still a member? Um yeah, yeah, Astrid. You 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 forever have membership in that um you, you have you have access to the membership site forever and I'm I'm constantly updating the program. Getting ready to do another update um before the new year. So you'll have access to that. Um you won't have access to the live calls. There is an option to to continue if you choose to, you know, I'll let you know about that when you get close to the end. Um so if you want to continue with live calls, you know, that there's a there's a plan for that. But you'll you'll always have access to the membership, and and if you ever want like me to restart your hypnosis sessions for you, I can do that as well. I do that for people all the time, so I, I'll put you through that as many times as you want. No no problem. Um, pleasure of saving money on food. Yeah right. I I that is a that's very interesting. You know, and that rarely comes up with people. And I think about that all the time because I don't eat the bullshit food, and I haven't in a long time. Like not I don't mean bullshit food. I mean like processed food. I really don't eat much processed food. And so I got kids now and. My philosophy was them is I let them eat the bullshit, N- not not crazy, but I let them eat it because I want them to learn how to, how to manage it, right? How to moderate it. I don't want to keep them completely free from it, and then you know they get older and they eat it, and now they don't know how to handle it. So, but but my point being is, you know, I was when I was eating that stuff, you know, a bag of chips was, you know, a personal bag of chips was a dollar, right? And now it's like two three dollars, right? I, I used to get every afternoon, I would get like a candy, either a candy bar or a bag of candy, and um, potato chips and a drink right and it'd be like three three four dollars maybe that whole thing now like i bring them to the the convenience store they get some stuff i don't let them get all that shit (laughs) I like you get one thing but even if they both get one thing oh it's all gonna be five six dollars seven dollars what you know what i mean i don't know maybe i'm just cheap but it's like man people wait spending a lot of money on calories it's a lot of money to stay overweight nowadays with inflation right i mean am i crazy with that that's just, I don't know. Nobody talks about that. Like, oh, Jim, your program's really expensive. Oh, oh, Well, what are you spending a month on food? What are you spending to eat all those calories? It seems like a lot to me. Oh, healthy food's expensive. No, it's not because it may seem expensive, but you eat less of it. Think about it. These processed foods are designed for you to overeat them. They're very unsatisfying because they want you to eat as much of them as possible. When you eat real natural foods, it, it sustains you a lot longer. Do You ever eat like a bag of chips and you're hungry an hour later? you know it's it's very specifically made but yeah you're right yeah mcdonald's combo is like 12 bucks now oh my god i remember in college it was like and i don't know if they still do this but they would do this was like a, a friggin' holiday for me like a religious holiday i mean it was like <laughs> they would have um they would do it a couple times a they would do two for two dollars it was two chicken sandwiches for two dollars i would go and get four sandwiches you know and it was like oh my god twelve dollars for a mcdonald's combo Yeeks. Twelve dollars for McDonald's combo. I I spend about twenty five dollars a week on my lunch salads. So get out of here with that food. Healthy food's expensive. Bullshit. Bullshit. Do not believe that. Right? And that's not even taking into account all the medical bills. You know what I mean? That you'll probably end up having. You know? So very interesting. Twelve dollars. Good lord. Thank you a lot. I'm so happy I found you. No one explains it to the root as you do it. Thank you, Don. I appreciate you saying that. I like to think that too. I know that's for—I know that for a fact. I was, uh, yeah, that's—it's it's true. It's true. Um, by the way, if anyone's here that's not on my email list, make sure you do that. You know, um, yeah, I, mean, I always—I say this, but my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at your goal weight. And for me, again, this is much more than just wanting to look good in a bathing suit. For me, this is life and death. My dad died at fifty-four of a heart attack, so I frame weight loss as a very, very, very serious thing. And I'm dedicated to helping you. And again, I have a coaching program. You can work with me directly, um, but I will also help you for free. And I want you to know that. And so, but you got to take some action. Go to my, you go to my bio, you click the link, you answer like four questions and I give you a hypnosis session called the New Thin Me. It's a kickstart session. And more importantly though, is it takes a couple minutes to send you. I bring this page where it's three steps to master your weight. Watch that training. It's about a half hour, but it'll change the way you think about weight loss. And then I email you every day, you know, encouraging positive, supportive things. So as soon as you take the minute of action to sign up, I'm in your life as long as you want me (laughs) uh, and helping you. you, you know what I mean? Like helping you in a comfortable, easy way. I just made a video like if you do things correctly, weight loss will be one of the most enjoyable things you ever do. And I know you, what, what, what? <laughs> you can't believe it, right? But it's like, it's it literally is imagine your life. See, it's so crazy because the diets are so miserable that you can't see past them, right? But let's just get rid of diet because, you know, like again, I was just saying this, that- We've all diets have infected our thinking. We can't think about weight loss without thinking about dieting at this point. It's been one of the most effective marketing campaigns in the history of the planet is that we literally think it's like Xerox, right? You think I like a copier. You just call it a Xerox. You think of a tissue, you call it a Kleenex, right? So you think about weight loss, you think about a diet. Well, that's not, there's copiers. There's other kinds of copiers, you know, there's other kinds of Kleenexes like tissues. I can't even think of the word, right? There's other kinds of the tissues and there's other kinds of ways to lose weight without a diet. And so as soon as you, Flick the fucking diets away and open up to oh well what is it Jim well you're never gonna believe it but it's a it's an approach where we use we we come up with a smart strategic approach well what's a smart strategic approach it's funny I was just talking to someone about this um this was one of the funnest conversations I had in a while with one of my clients and um we made this point because so she I want to talk about this she does she does rodeo okay so she, she you know you do the lasso and you, yeah, yeah yeah lasso the, the calf or whatever and so. I was saying, okay, and she goes, I'm going to teach my son how to do it too. And I said, okay, how did you teach your son? Did you just you know, explain it to him, show him, and then expect him to do it perfect? Well, no, of course not. I, I, he does it. He tries it. I give him little pointers. Oh, okay. Well, so, but weight loss, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, weight loss, start day one, I know what to do. I just need to do it, you know? And so you're never approaching your weight loss like something you're going to get better at. You just think, oh, I no, no carbs. So tomorrow's Monday, no carbs. I'm just going to do it perfectly. No practice necessary. It's... It's so, it, and I'm not blaming you for this. You've been infected with this way of thinking, but it's fucking goofy. What else in your life can you just do on day one and just do it perfectly? Other than weight loss. <laughs> weight loss, apparently you can do that, right? It's never worked for you. You don't know anyone it's worked for, but you somehow believe that you should be able to just start tomorrow, Monday, and be perfect with your new eating plan. No mistakes necessary. It's It's weird. And so what if you do change your thinking on it? What if you do start to realize, oh, okay, let me start working at this. Let me get better at thinking like a thin, healthy person, living like a thin, healthy person, creating the strategies, the choices, the options so that it's easy, natural, fun. And instead of overwhelming myself by jumping straight into a plan and being perfect with it, let me just work on something that's manageable, that doesn't overwhelm me, something I can stick with day after day, week after week, month after month. So that next year at this time, you know, not only am I 40, 50 pounds down, but I have learned to live this way. So now I'm set up to live at this weight forever. You never think that way, do you? <laughs> do you? No. It's just always like this sprint to, to lose the weight as quick as possible. Right? And it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. What do you want? Because um, okay, veggies are good, but potatoes and tomatoes are inflammatory, for your information. Um, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Um, people say that, but I don't, I don't buy it. But to each his own, you know, again, this is, I think this is so important. Again, I think with, with your meal plan, this is a program yourself. Then you create three weight mastery blueprints, a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint, um, or roadmap, whatever you want to call it. And you fill it out with your, I you always joke, like I could put a diet out, Jim's diet, right? And I'd just be like, what I eat all week. And it would, I'd sell the shit out of it, which makes me mad <laughs> because no one would do it. That's why I don't do it. You know what I mean? Because just because I eat this way doesn't mean you are. You're not me. You don't, have my, you don't like the same foods I like. You don't live my lifestyle. You know, you're not me. So there are some best practices when it comes to food. But the best practice of all is to customize and create your meal plan around you. Your genetics, your preferences and likes, your lifestyle, right? This idea that someone you've never met and that's never met you is going to give you a meal plan that you're going to follow forever is so crazy, right? Would you let me tell you what songs to listen to, what music to listen to, what movies to watch, what clothes to wear? Would you? No, of course not. Why not? Because you're a human being and you've got your own preferences and likes, right? But when it comes to weight loss, that all goes out the window and it just... Just tell me what to do. Why? You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. <laughs> you haven't done it, right? It's crazy. Not to mention DoorDash and Uber Eats. Oh my God, $20 for fast food. I know, I know, my God, I, I know this kid and it's like he got he got DoorDash. And I was like, how much was that? And it was just like, a, I don't know. It's so fun. I'm out of the loop with that stuff. You know, I never get that stuff. And yeah, it was like 20, 25 bucks. I was like, holy shit. That, that's a, I don't know. That's so crazy to me. I'm cheap with the food. I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of money. On, I mean, like, go oh, to a fancy dinner. That's one thing, you know, but I don't like spending a lot of money on food. <laughs> I like keeping it simple and eating like healthy, nourishing, natural food. That's why that idea like, oh, healthy food's expensive. Now, listen, I know there's some people have a hard time accessing it. I, I understand that. And I understand it can look it can seem unhealthy when you look at like organic apples compared to like regular apples, right? But what I'm talking about is brown rice, <laughs> vegetables. That's just not expensive. I do it all the time. I mean, I regularly, I when I go to the supermarket, my bill is is rarely, I'm a family of four. We're regularly, it's like 30, $40 for just like a medium-sized thing. And then I see the other person is like $100. Now we're vegetarian too, okay? That doesn't hurt. <laughs> You know, we eat fish sometimes, but it's mostly vegetables, beans, rice, it, you know, greens, fruit. And guess what? It's way cheaper than all the other bullshit because you don't know I mean? like, so look, oh, organic apple versus regular apple. So, w- organics way more. Okay. Yeah, but that's not what we're comparing. Let's compare the organic apple to you going to McDonald's to you eating a bag of chips. So, so how much is like, I don't know, three apples. Maybe it costs you two fifty. Maybe it costs you $3 for three apples. Right? How much was your bag of chips? If you got a big bag of chips, that's five, six dollars. Do you know what I mean? Like like don't give me that. Don't come at me with that. <laughs> no way. No way is healthy food um more than than the other bullshit. I spent about thirty dollars for my salads a week. Yep. I love adding burrata cheese. It's pricey. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's smart, Don. Dawn. Again, Don's smart. She's been around the block here with us. She's been listening to me for a while here. And um that's one of my core strategies, the salad one, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the salads, the most nourishing, satisfying, healthy thing you can eat. And it, it's, it's relatively nickels and pennies compared. You tell me what you're paying $5, $5 a day for lunch. You tell me what you're eating for $5 a day. That's not healthy. That's cheap though. Cause I can't afford healthy stuff. Let me know. Let me know in the comments what you're spending $5 a day for lunch on. You let me know. <laughs> Come on. I dare you. I dare you. You know, but I am, I've made a video about it. You can go to my my thing there. I literally, I don't know, I made a longer video. I kind of cut it down for TikTok. But when I originally made this video where I was like, I'll show you how to make my salads every week. But I also, I, I did the price. It was like $25 then before inflation. I think I made that. Um, and it takes me seven minutes a week to do it. But yeah. So yeah, the, the cheese, you spend a extra on. So it's $30, right? Stay away from gluten. That causes a lot of issues. Mm-mm, maybe for some people, right? Um, do you believe that it's okay to eat unhealthy foods occasionally or not at all? Um, I think it's really important to eat unhealthy foods, uh, regularly. (laughs) So let me explain what I mean. And program yourself thing, kind of the the core eating philosophy. Now I say philosophy because this is a loose structure, but what I like to, what I, what I share with people is a five, two plan, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. Now for some people, that's a little overwhelming to start. So maybe they'll start two days of clean eating, five days of pleasure eating, right? It doesn't matter. We all start where we start. But the idea is that we've got to structure our eating. We've got to put frames around when we want to eat clean, when we're going to eat for pleasure. And it's so important, but there's so much psychology packed into this philosophy, but I'll share a little bit with you. Um, the first thing is that most of our enjoyment of food is based on the anticipation of it. Okay. And so, me having, the, like, tonight's Friday, right? So, I'm, I'm excited for what I'm going to eat tonight. I'm excited when we to eat tomorrow and on Sunday. And so, a lot of my week, I'm looking forward to what I'm going to eat on the weekend. Um, which makes it a lot easier for me to eat clean during the week. Do you understand? Because a lot of your pleasure, again, you have more wiring in your brain for the anticipation of pleasure than the actual pleasure you get out of actually eating. So a lot of my week, I'm looking forward to what I'm going to eat during the weekend and while I'm eating for fuel, you know, eating cleanly. And so I think the fastest way you could throw me off track with my eating would be to say, okay, from now on, you just always eat clean. I would feel deprived. I would freak out and I would start eating shitty food. Okay, so it's very important for me to have that experience. Now there's a lot of, I could go a lot deeper in this, and I don't wanna do that right now, but another piece of this puzzle that's really important is when you start to intentionally eat for pleasure. Okay, because this is really important. Everyone freaks out, oh my God, I'm gonna do all the the good work I did. No, you're not because what you're gonna do for the first time in your life probably is you're gonna start to learn how to eat for pleasure. Imagine if one of the core ideas you were using to master your weight was, How can I get the most pleasure possible out of the food? What a weird question, right? Because in your mind, you've always assumed that the most pleasure out of the food is eating the most of it. That I'll just keep eating it. I don't think that's true. I think how you get the most pleasure out of food is when you eat the food you really love to eat at your goal weight is what I think. And so this pleasure day thing, what people typically do is they over, go overboard with it initially, but then they learn how to eat for pleasure. And that is a magical moment for a lot of people, because for you, you, you're all or nothing. And so if you eat one cookie, you eat the whole bag, you know, and so we need to work on that. We need to heal your relationship with food by realizing that, again, what, what's driving the engine that drives my whole eating plan is. Honestly, it's Friday and Saturday nights primarily. I love those dinners. You know, Saturday night I'll I'll eat a ton of pasta. I love pasta, Um, and so you know I've I've gotten strategic with how I'm pleasure eating. So yes, I'm eating I'm eating more than I typically do. I'm eating more carbs than I typically do. Um, and and but it's it's within. You have to look at the big picture. You know, and the big picture makes me really happy. So I feel no deprivation. I, I love the way that I eat. It, it feels like a nice balance. I love fueling myself when I'm fueling myself. And I love eating for pleasure when I'm eating for pleasure because I'm enjoying the food and I, there's no guilt. There's no shame. I, I'm eating it in like, it just feels good. I figured it out, you know? So that's what I always want for everyone. But so I think that is important. Read labels that will take away your appetite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all the chemicals make us fat. Yeah, for sure. Kimmy, that is true. Um, it is true. Like, like I was just saying that with the candy, one of the best ways through the candy cravings is to start reading the ingredients in them, you know, cause it snaps you out of the marketing trance. You know, when we think about the candy, what's happening is we're going into a trance. Cause we're thinking back to when we were kids at Halloween or eating candy. When we were kids, our kids, they're eating candy. We have all these associations to candy of youthfulness and fun and all this stuff. And, um, we don't want to be making decisions based on those feelings. We want to make decisions based on reality. And again, you still eat. Sometimes you eat for those things, you know, but again, it's most of the time that you want to make decisions based on what you're putting in your body and that, that'll help. Um, how hard around holidays, lots of food. Yeah. Again, I mean, you know, in the, in the program, we have a holiday mode, you know, I, I think holiday again, you should, I mean like the diets are all or nothing. And so I always joke like program yourself. Then I always joke about this, that, that it's probably the only weight loss plan you'd start on a Friday. Right? And I joke about that because no one starts a diet on a Friday, right? They start on the Monday after they've overeaten all weekend. And so the reason I can do that is because programming yourself then is not built around perfection. It's built about around long-term control over your eating. And so even holiday mode, holiday mode, we, we kind of call it like minimizing the damage. Vacation mode, holiday mode. Holiday mode is a little different because it's usually a little longer lasting. But we want to have different phases for different situations Uh, So yeah, holiday mode, you might eat a little more than you typically do. And that's an okay thing because what your weight comes down to ultimately is how you eat consistently over time. And so holiday eating, you can strategize and work it so that you can eat the food you like and enjoy them and still master your weight. You might put a couple pounds on and you might do that with your eyes open and and do it intentionally, um, which isn't a problem. It's when we get way off track that's the problem. I hope that makes sense. Um, You're so right. I always had the mindset either eat 100% healthy or not at all. Yeah, Donna, that, that's, uh, so many people do, you know, and program yourself then is all or something. That's the key, you know, because you are all or nothing. And what you're doing most of the time is you're nothing. Again, you're, you're nothing is your automated behaviors, right? You're, you're subconsciously, you've been subconsciously programmed to be overweight at this point, if you're overweight, uh, because all of your eating and all your lifestyle habits are really automated behaviors, like brushing your teeth, right? You don't have to think about it, you just do it. And you're eating, I keep wheezing, I don't mean, <laughs> what's going on. Um, and so all your, your eating behaviors are, are automated. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to consciously control those, which is very difficult. So what we want to do is we want to program in new behaviors. And one of them, again, so, so the nothing is when just your automated behaviors, when you just live in life doing what you do. And then your all mode is when you go into diet mode, you know. And so you do this for a little bit, and then you go back to doing nothing, and nothing ever changes. So what we want to do is we want to really focus on being all or something, Yeah, you can be all when you want to be be it, fine, you know. But more importantly, we want to go from nothing to something. And when you start with that mindset, what happens over time is that little something becomes a little more something, a little more something. You start building on the something. And sometimes you go all, and then that jumps up a little more. And then you go back to something, and then you build on the something, building build on the something, build on the something. Next thing you know, holy shit, I lost the weight, and I don't even know how I did it. That's what I always hear from my clients. That's my favorite thing on the planet Dawn's like this. Don's, I don't know if she's still here. Because she's been around listening to me for a year. And uh, I think her story is very interesting. It's what no one wants to hear, but I'm going to say it anyways. She she had lost weight, I believe. I believe she was kind of slowly losing some weight. But then maybe it's eight, nine months, ten months into it. September, she lost a bunch of weight. You know, you don't even know, folks. Like, like you don't, you're just so fixated on short-term weight loss that you never even consider what happens over six months, over a year, over two years, when you're consistently eating healthier, living healthier. That's where the real magic happens because there's a thing called epigenetics. You're not, like we think of genetics as like this hard code, that's what you are. That's not true. That's There's a part of it that's that, but a lot of your genetics are epigenetics that can change based on what food you're putting in your body, how you're living. And you can literally, you know, every seven years, you re, you, you're all new cells. You know what I mean? And so this epigenetic thing is fascinating. It starts to change some of your, your code, you know what I mean, how you, how you operate. And and it's just amazing what you can, the the changes you can make when you start thinking longer term. And it's like this with everything, folks. I mean, don't you do anything like, if you play an instrument, if you do any sort of skill, I was telling the lady that rodeo. rodeo, um, if you go to college, anything that you've done longer term, there's no way you could have learned college in six months. There's no way you could have learned how to do the dancing that you do that for, for that you've been doing for years, there's no way you could have gotten to that level that you're at now in six months in three months, right? If you play any sports, you play golf. There's no way you could be as good as golf now, as, you know, in, in two months, right? But when it comes to weight loss, you just expect what. You know what I mean? Like they, You have no sense of personal development, growth, evolution, transformation. You don't really... There's no aspect of that in your weight loss. It's just you staying the same and now I'm going to eat different. I know what I got to do. I just need to do it. I'm just going to force my... Like, what? Well, what the fuck? You, you've tried this. You've tried this 50 times and it hasn't worked. Why would it work now? Like, what? what? You know what you need to do. Do you? <laughs> uh, do you? What... <laughs> Why do you believe that you haven't been able to do it? So why do you think you need to know you have a vague idea that you shouldn't eat carbs? You have this vague idea. I should eat 1200 calories. (laughs) That's like saying, uh, I've never played the piano, but uh, it looks pretty easy. All I got to do is hit the right keys at the right time in the right order. Simple, simple. I know how to do it. I just gotta get myself to do it. Easy, easy. Right now. If someone said that, you'd be like, you're a goofball. You're a goofy. Get out of (laughs) here. <laughs> but with dieting if you don't say that you're weird it, it's just it's bizarro world bizarro world um is it not I mean is it, am I this the only one thinks it's bizarro world it, it's not I don't blame you for this um gotta get out in a second my go to my daughter's school for a second um what do you think about um uh, what do you think about protein powder and shakes I don't like them I don't like them um one second. Oops. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I just don't like protein powders and shakes. Now, listen, everything's relative. So if you're kids, um yeah so so everything's relative so if you're eating mcdonald's and trash and you switch over just protein shakes okay you know but again ultimately is that that what you want you do want to drink protein powders and shakes for the rest of your life that's the question if it's not something you want to do long term i just don't understand the point of it you know um but anyways um it's norm to our kids scary doordash yeah you're totally right um <laughs> yeah, Doordash is tough, right? Because it's just right there. Why not? You know, they make it easier and easier. Uh, it, that sucks. That's me, fish and veggies way to go. Yep. Um, is rice clean eating better than bread? Uh yeah, I, I believe it is. Um, and again, it depends on the rice, right? So it's like brown rice is better than white rice. Um, white rice is better than sushi rice, which is a white rice, but it's a different version of it. What do you eat in the weekend on your pleasure days? Um, on my pleasure days, I I, I eat strategically. So like. On the morning, like on a Saturday morning, I'll probably have like a a bagel sandwich with egg, avocado, um, whatever. And Because I don't really like refined carbs during the week, um, flour stuff during the week much. And so I'll eat that. And then, you know, maybe I'll have a donut. Maybe I'll have a muffin. Maybe a croissant. Pretty regularly. Then I I won't eat. And then I'll have dinner. And then dinner. I've optimized this now. So I never really like to say what I eat because people say, oh, I'm going to do that. But I worked up to this. You understand? Um, So... With the, with the Saturday night, I'll eat like pasta and clams, red sauce. Um, I eat a lot of broccoli first. Uh, sometimes I'll make garlic, bread. I'll eat some of that, and then I'll have a dessert. You know, and that, that's typically what I'll eat. Um, hey, just want to pop in and say thank you for helping me get rid of the scarcity mindset. Well, you're, you're welcome, Elijah. I'm really happy to help you. That's, that's what I'm doing this for. So that's awesome. Great job listening. Thank, thanks for listening. I lost weight so much quicker when I honored my hunger and fullness rather than restricting so much. Yeah, that, that's super. I'm going to screenshot that. I always love you guys' success stories here. Um, yeah, that's super. All right, I'm going to get out of here. i got to go. Um, thank you so much, guys. I, this has been great. You guys are awesome as usual. Uh, if you're not in my world, go to my bio, click the link, and get the hypnosis session I give you. Watch the training I give you right after it. They're all free, okay? Um, let, me, let me just show you a better way. The, the, these lives are good, but let me, let me they'll be more powerful when you watch the training Three Steps to Master Your Way because you'll have more of a conceptual understanding of what I'm talking about. It'll be more meaningful and more helpful Um, with you mastering your weight, all right? So uh, yeah, have a great day. We'll talk soon, bye.